0: Psalm 512, the Lord blesses the righteous. He surrounds them with favor as with a shield. Finish strong. God moment number seven. This is Sean and the Word. Hey, God bless you. Man, it's good to be with you again. This is God moment number seven, and when we talk about God moments, I'm talking about times within my life that the Lord really showed up in a mighty way, and not every one of these moments were at the best time in my life when I was at the highest point in my walk with the Lord. A lot of these talk about struggles and difficulties and areas where God really stepped in and made a difference to help me and keep me. You see, when the people of God are faced with difficult situation, they have this underlying reality that gives them the ability to press in and to finish strong. David is a wonderful example of that. David understood pressure. David understood pain and he understood prosperity. David learned how to flourish in the midst of some of the toughest situations that an individual could ever face. He looked at the issues of life with an eternal perspective. When he fasted, for an example, when he fasted at one time and he cried out to God for seven days for the Lord to heal his infant son and to save his infant son's life. Then he got the news that his son had had died and David arose, cleaned himself, anointed himself, and went and worshiped the Lord. God's people always have a tendency to look at difficult situations with eternal perspectives. When David walked back in after worshiping the Lord, his people asked him, we thought you would be undone, David. We thought you would be overwhelmed about this situation. And David said this, I asked the Lord for him to spare my son. He didn't. So I know my son would never return to me, but one day I'll return to him. Man, my goodness. Wow. Did you hear how David had an eternal perspective on one of the hardest moments one could ever face? He trusted the character of the father, the promises of the everlasting life. David grabbed onto the Lord and his word for eternal perspective. David wrote that, these words in Psalm 5 as a prayer. I can imagine David just walking out of his house right there, the palace right there in the, in the city of David outside of the gates of Jerusalem. I, I can imagine him walking out and overlooking the Kidron Valley and all the families and the, the people that, that homes littered the valley. I can imagine him looking over to the city and the hustle and bustle of everyday life and the, the temple that would be built one day and the, the, the Ark of the Covenant is going to be coming in, and God establishing the people, I can imagine him looking over the nation and being overwhelmed at what he had re- responsible, for, what he was responsible for, what he knew that one day he would have to answer for, all these people, the entire nation, and what he did, instead of being overwhelmed by that. What he did is he went out and he prayed a prayer of faith, declaring the truths of God and the character and nature of God. We see in verse 5 of Psalm 5, and verse 3 of Psalm 5, it says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. David says, God, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to come to you every day, and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that you hear me. I'm going to trust that you're acted on my behalf. David repeated some truths of God's character throughout the psalm. He says, he does not stand for wickedness. He will judge evildoers. He will not allow them to assemble in his presence. He will act on behalf of the righteous. David, being the king, feeling the pressure of the responsibility he had and the pressures of, 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 of that position, of that authority... He knew that he really wasn't the one that was responsible for all of them. He knew that God had entrusted to him, and he brought it back to the Lord by faith, and he had an eternal perspective on it. Lord, they might get away with it in my eyes, but they're not going to get away with it in your eyes. Lord, they might might be hidden and pushed down in, in, in front of my eyes without me seeing it, but Lord, you will see it. You will help them. He recalled the character and nature of God and how ultimately it was the Lord who was responsible for his people. David simply needed to be reminded of that. David closed this prayer one of my absolute favorite verses throughout Scripture. He says, Lord, you bless the righteous, and you surround him with favors with a shield. When we look at the word favor, it literally means throughout the Old Testament— It's it's the Old Testament's way of saying grace. God surrounds his people with grace as with a shield. We are protected by grace. We prosper by God's grace. And our lives and our plan, the plans he has for us, are prolonged by his grace. David knew that if he was going to be able to do anything achieve any type of success or impact any life. It was because of God's eternal plan. His job was to keep an eternal perspective so he can enjoy the ride. We love David because it's a real life story from rags to riches. It's a real life story from the pasture to the palace. You know, it reminds us that God could take anybody from the sheepfold to the kingdom But we hear from the words of David that this was all because of a good, good father, a good, faithful Lord, a gracious God who's committed to his people and to his plan. I remember when I arrived in the spring semester of 2008 and all my friends were preparing to graduate. I really wanted to graduate and so I went to the my advisor's office, and I was talking to them about what it would take for me to graduate with the same group of friends and class that I came in with. And uh, little did I know they had brought in credits, and you know, our, my four years is up. So I was like, I have to be graduating, right? And uh, he, she looked at me and she said, uh, No, no, you need 24 credits to graduate this semester, and there's several classes that is not offered at our school. Uh, for you to be able to graduate, so there's no way, and I'm like, 24 credits, and I just was like, man, basically, it's impossible for me to graduate in May of 2008. It's impossible, so I left, and I I thought about it, and I said, you know, an average person, you know, to be a full-time student on a college campus, it's about, it takes 12 credit hours for you to be a full-time student, and uh, what, what that is, is it's about four three-hour classes and for most average students that are on campus they take 14 to 15 hours which is about five three-hour classes which is a lot of work I mean that's a lot a lot of work that's a heavy load of work for any individual and that's why primarily the most people that are stressed out and suffer panic attacks are college students true story <laughs> uh so I'm like, man, I really want to graduate. I know that I'm going to have a heavy load. Let me go see what I could do. So I went back to the advisor and I asked her, I said, "Is there any way that I can do these 24 hours to be able to graduate in May?" She said that every student is allowed to take 2-3 hour courses in correspondence work, which correspondence work was uh, online classes before online classes. Basically, what they would do is send you the material, you get the books you need, and you begin to read the books, you do the work, you do the assignments, you, and as you get to a certain section, you turn in your assignments, and if you get a good enough grade, then they'll send you a test, and then if you pass that test, then you're able to move on. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of busy work, it's just a lot of work and a lot of mailing and all that, and just you know, talking back and forth. So she says that I would be able to take two three-hour classes, and I'm like, man. And so she set me up with that information, and then I had to take 18 hours on campus, which for me, what I did was four three-hour classes and then three two-hour classes. So I had seven classes total, and two correspondence classes. And remember, I had been suffering panic attacks at this time. I've been going back and forth six hours each way to preach in Deland on the weekends and minister in Deland and then come back and do, uh, do school throughout the week. I had a heavy load, but I was determined. I said, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to graduate I put my head down, and I worked, and I worked, and I worked. I might not be the smartest guy that the school ever seen. <laughs> I might not be the most intelligent person you would ever talk to, but there's one thing that's inside of me that I know that I have, and that's a work ethic, an ability to work. You're, you're not going to outwork me. And I, I said, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish it. So I kept pushing myself. I had setbacks with anxiety and all. I just kept fighting through it and kept going, kept pushing, and started making progress. Really started making progress, getting really close to the end. And, you know, I, I, I learned a lot of great things in Bible college. I was surrounded by a lot of great professors, godly friends, a lot of, lot of, lot of notes. <laughs> a lot of tests, but I, I personally think the greatest thing that I learned and I got from the Baptist College of Florida was from that last semester. I learned something about myself. I learned that, that if I just keep pushing and I keep trusting God, that no matter the, 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 the setbacks, no matter what I face in life, if I just kept showing up, and bringing it to the Lord, that God will do something far greater than I can ever think. I had to keep an eternal perspective like David. David just showed up every morning. In that prayer spot, I could imagine him looking out and saying, Lord, I trust you. I trust your plans. I trust your character. I trust your nature. You're faithful, God. These are your people. This is your time. I'm your man. And so my job was to simply show up every day, give my 100% and trust the Lord with the rest. It may seem like a mountain. It may seem like a giant. It may seem like it's insurpassable, But, but God, we can equate certain things in our life and it doesn't add up. But when we add the Lord to that equation, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever think, ask or imagine. We must realize that he is still in the business of leading us to still waters and green pastures, even in the midst of troubled times. I was able to complete those two distant learning courses. I was able to complete and graduate with those seven classes on time. I came, I gave my very best, and in the midst of all this trouble and hectic schedule and and toughest situation, When I was told that I would be graduating, when I got that official news and said, hey, prepare, you're you're doing it, you did it. I was overwhelmed. You see, I grew up having to go to ESC classes. I had a learning disability, an emotional problem, they said. They put me in special ed classes because They didn't want me with the rest of the students. They didn't teach me with everybody else learned. learn. They just basically had me sitting in the room waiting for the bell to ring, keeping me away from the majority of the classes so I wouldn't cause trouble or disturb other students. You see, learning had always been hard for me. When I got to high school, I had been in trouble so much I ended up quitting school because of circumstances. When I went back, I was so entangled with addiction and anger, they just thought it wasn't for me, and they asked me not to come back. They told me to leave, set me up to get my GD. I I got my GD, and my life went on. As you remember, when I got saved, then the Lord asked me to go back to school. I thought he was completely out of his mind. Matter of fact, the first week when I went up to the Baptist College of Florida, I remember being in my English class, and my English professor that first day gave us an essay to write. He told us to write an essay, I wrote mine, turned it in. The next time we met that class, that first week, he stood in front of the entire class, and he said, some of y'all write as if you've never been to high school, let alone graduated high school and belong here. Sean, did you graduate high school? Do you even belong here? He said that right in front of the entire class four years earlier. I remember being so embarrassed and ashamed, and I I said, man, I not only belong here, but I was called here by the Lord, and I'm going to finish. He says, well, son, you got a lot of work to do. Well, four years past that, and a lot of 132 credit hours completed, I walked across that stage at the Baptist College of Florida as a graduate with a bachelor's degree in theology. Truly, it is the Lord who blesses the righteous. He surrounds them with favors with a shield. Like David did every morning looking at all he felt was he was responsible for. He had to keep an eternal perspective. He had to look to God. He had to give it back to God. He had to be reminded that it was God that sees. It was God that makes a way. It was God that that provides. It was God that'll open a door. It was God that was in control. No matter how hard it is, you keep going. You trust the handiwork of your father. You trust his marvelous plans for your life. You finish strong. And you'll look back and you'll say, look. Look at the grace. The grace that that protected me. The grace that provided for me. The grace that prolonged my journey for the glory of God. Father, we love you and we bless you. And truly, Lord, you surround your people with favor, even, Lord, with a shield. And we thank you, God, for doing what could never be done in our own strength and our own ability. Raising raising kids, Lord, and and being faithful to our spouses, Lord, and being committed to the things that you've called us to. God, that we, we could never do that in our own ability and strength but with you, Lord, just like King David. Lord, let us show up and offer it to you. Help us to have an eternal perspective on everything that you've given us and help us to finish strong for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you real good. God bless you all the way. And I'll see you again next time on Sean and the Word.